Welcome to the podcast after the podcast. This is Short Rest. Welcome to Short Rest, everybody. Uh, What the fuck? (laughs) I'm your direct messenger. Nope, sorry, just regular old Brian Murphy, but I am here with Hard One Shorefoot, who is dead. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Just Jake here. Sorry for bringing my friend over. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then we've got Moonshine Sybin here, who is dead. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm here to deliver Moonshine's eulogy, which oh, she told me just to say she regrets nothing. Oh, uh, and of course, Beverly Togold, who is dead. Uh, Beverly's dead, but Caldwell has never felt more alive. I feel like the experience of narratively flatlining has uh, given me a new sense of depth and perspective. Uh, that's right. I found religion. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we have a holiday special end in a total party kill. Yeah. I know. It feels like a like dark Slavic fairy tale. Ooh. It's like, do not befriend a trickster. <laughs> I was there was a time when we were sitting here that I was like feeling like I was gonna be sad, and then it's I've come full circle into feeling like that was how we had to do it. I know. I think like when he when he hid that first. Okay, so here's my obviously I'm going to address your Hugo arc. I'm no, I'm not even going to talk about the arc. I'm just going to talk about the ending. So okay. it's like he has first initiative. He hides, and I thought, okay, like maybe he's he's new to D and D. Maybe he doesn't understand that he could have used like. Maybe maybe he doesn't understand he could have attacked and then hid or like, I don't think he was like strategically going for it. And then we all had good first rounds and I was like, sweet, this is going to be easy. And then when he turned on us, I was like, this is so perfect that I all all I want is for Hugo to die. And I don't care if that means that all of us die. But the happy ending now is Hugo die. Hugo is dead. It's true. Christmas, Christmas is saved because Hugo's yeah, dead. Because right. the, if it had ended, if it had ended with Hugo and Rusgak, like if I had, if I had bonus word, healing word, brought up hard one for like a couple hit points, and then Hugo and Rusgak destroyed Moonshine and Hard One, devastating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hugo walking off into the snow to collect his forty eight percent. Hugo being put in charge of the dwarfenage yeah. by Ruskak. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I do wonder if Amir set out to destroy us. Yeah. Or if it, um, was, like, or if it was like opportunity. He was just like, oh, this will be. Scary. I think he just thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great question. Did you have a, a dinner with Amir where you discussed the arc of his character? We did not have a dinner. <laughs> We did, have, we did have a FaceTime. Oh, okay. that's good. We what had a did FaceTime. he say in the FaceTime? Um, we were trying to decide what kind of character he was going to do. I told him what the adventure was going to be and that there was going to be something stolen from the Dwarfenage. Uh, and I asked him, I was basically like, you can be someone who's at the Dwarfenage. You can be someone who's like a bounty hunter who's trying to help them, either legitimately trying to help them or like a shyster. And he said <laughs> he wanted to be a numbers guy that was like a swindler. <laughs> And so we came up, um, if you've seen The this Simpsons. It's so funny because everyone else comes into D&D being like, what, like, what fantasy do I want to fulfill? I want to be super buff and strong. I want to be super but, magical. He's like, I want to be a numbers guy. And he already, like, he is good at math. <laughs> Already, there's no, there's no like fantasy element. That he, like, I want to make believe. And it wasn't, yeah. He wasn't better at numbers in the game than he is in real life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Arguably, he was worse. worse at it, but he was sure. like, he was like shysty. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but he wanted to be. We we talked about him being like a Lyle Landley type, like the monorail salesman from <laughs> oh. Simpsons, but without a plan. Right. Yeah. He had no plan. So yeah, at one point during the episode, I was like. 
you go, have you been doing any work? Do you know what's going on? He's like, no, I haven't started because I haven't gotten my commission. (laughs) (laughs) Which is smart. You know, if you're out there, don't start your work until you've signed that contract. Yeah, but it is kind of like a Simpsons thing. He's like a a Lyle Landley or a Lionel Hutz Mm -hmm. where he's just basically a swindler who doesn't really have a plan. Like if he can get a free meal, he'll just stay there. And then it, just at one point he wanted to stab us and he was like, yeah, I'll do that now. He wanted to stab us after he had decided that killing teens was bad. After he had had like a slight amount of regret for his you know, action. Kind of I was narratively... very surprised that he, that he was like, that he went back on like killing teens. Right. Was that like... was like a little bit of growth. And maybe yeah. in some, on some level he was like, Oh, these are the guys that murdered all those teens. In a way, them. in a way, Hugo is, the is real justice. Hero. I would say <laughs> Hugo is justice. Is justice the avenging angel come <laughs> to take us out of this world for the sins that yeah. we have placed in it? There's some kind of like I am legend thing going. Like we did kill a lot of teenagers. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, now that I think about it, maybe we're the monsters. Did uh, did he ask to be a gnome, or did you suggest it? He to said him? he wanted to be as small as a dwarf, but not. be a dwarf <laughs> and i said well you can that be a gnome perfect <laughs> what was this did he explain why he didn't want to be a dwarf no <laughs> that, you could tell a lot of thought went into it <laughs> <laughs> that is yes anytime we've done anytime we've had people suggest be like who who do you guys want on the show and everything everybody just starts listing the comedians that they really like, mm-hmm. but comedians are just going to do whatever they think is funny right. at yeah. that which, moment. Like Amir, so Amir decided, which is so funny to just be like, party killed in Bohemia, right. I would have been really Th- sad. This is like, this is a fun way of telling a cautionary tale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this Again. is why, this is some this grim is, shit. This is this why is Amir why is a Patreon goal. Yeah. yeah. I think that I think it's safe to say that in like the holiday world of Bohemia, um, Hugo is sort of Krampus. Uh, oh, for sure. Lo- oh man, yeah. Hugo should come back. Beware the Hugo. <laughs> should we just have a mirror on every holiday? <laughs> every Christmas, he plays a new character. <laughs> oh, oh wait, it's always Hugo. It's, always Hugo. <laughs> it's short for Yule Ghoul. <laughs> Yule Gollum. A, a literal shit-eating grin he'll come back with every year. He teams up with and Funky he'll Kong. Always, he'll always wait till the last minute to betray us. <laughs> and we always trust him. I did. I, like, even I, I really did. I trusted him right up until the very end. I was like, oh, maybe me and Amir will be buds. I think it was cute as hell watching you help him. Do yeah. like the math and like pointing on his character sheet, being like, no, 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 that you add that number. Yeah, I wish you hadn't done that. Yeah, which <laughs> I was like, I guess in yeah, hindsight, add, yeah. add eight to uh, your uh, killing blow against me, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my my rose was for Hugo, who every single time Murph, you told him that he could hide <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Right up until the very end, when Emily was like, "I'm going to attack him," and then and then Amir was like, "Wait, can't I hide?" <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> like he learned just at the worst possible time for all of us. Yeah, I'm just picturing like the alternate universe where Amir was the one that wanted to play D and D really bad, and we had him <laughs> instead of Hard One, and then we all just fucking yeah. everyone got weeded. Oh, wow! I didn't trust him until like. The very end, when he started like 
feeling regret for killing the teens and I'm like you know what I, I thought honestly I was like oh maybe he's gonna have like a nice little arc he's gonna be like what we did was wrong but we'll never speak of it again I think I never assumed he was gonna try to have a nice arc <laughs> I, I assumed that we were going to basically browbeat him into having a nice arc <laughs> yeah like where Amir was had no fitting care but like we were gonna beat the bad guy he was gonna like get the commission and have kind of a happy ending and yeah like, and he, I mean, he wouldn't give a shit yeah but like then oh then Hugo gets brunch and like that's <laughs> after the show after the show we were you talking to him his we redemption were, is gonna be getting brunch <laughs> we were talking to him and like Jake or Emily would be like uh, like you just turned on us in the middle of the thing but we were winning and he's just like I don't care <laughs> Just, I think it, he was like he he was like is that not normal? Did he <laughs> like, does that, that happen every time? <laughs> was, we're like that's a total party kill. He's like has that never happened before? <laughs> By definition, <laughs> uh. we we were all experiencing it right. But from your conversations with him, did his turn? Did you feel yeah. like that was coming? Did that track for you? Yeah, it tracked just because it was clear that he was just coming on to have fun. Yeah. Like the rest of us are in such a different bubble Mm -hmm. where we are aware of the things we do, the things Critical Role does, Dimension 20 and all of that. We're like, we're like, we are so invested in these characters that sometimes we get choked up and sometimes we might even cry. And that is insane (laughs) to an outside person. Right. That is insane. So to them, they're just like, I'm going to come on. This is a comedy podcast. It's comedy bang, bang. And then everyone dies. Yeah. Yeah. Amir's like, oh yeah, I'll stab this this guy that uh, sometimes Jake's, Jake dreams as. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely did feel like an improv sketch show because usually everybody dies in those as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so like again. Uh, I know I was talking about the dice tell a story, but yeah. I rolled really poorly until I tried to kill Hugo. Except I did get two nat 20s on initiative, but that's rolling poorly mm. in my opinion. Yeah. And also the fact that Hugo killed Hardwon. <laughs> Just like the fact that that worked out. First time he attacks Hardwon. Did you Hard have ones down. any so inkling? Well. Yeah. I know. You rolled so he really well. did across the board. I was like, is Hugo stacked or something? But he, I think it was just rolling. He rolled, he rolled like two D6s and a D8 for his damage. Yeah. And he rolled two fives and an eight or something like that. <laughs> I mean, rogues are just kind of good to go out of the box like that though, right? Mm-hmm. They just, because they can hide and like get advantage on so many attacks. Yeah. But it was also just like, like his various um, things that he was rolling. Like if it was like a perception check or something like that, he just was... He was rolling hot. Yeah. yeah. The dice came yeah. hot. I also, I talked about this too, but like the dice, I, I thought that the dice were telling a different story. Like when Balnor <laughs> yeah. crit, I was like, oh shit, we came to the brink and there's a happy ending. <laughs> but even then, in that moment where I thought that the dice had woven their beautiful tale, uh-huh. they had. They had an even more beautiful and bittersweet I, story yep. to tell. Yeah. yeah. Like Balnor, the, Balnor just had to roll average. <clears throat> Because yeah. it was, Ruskak had 11 left. He had and 11 left and Balnor had plus three, right? Yeah, so it was, he rolled two D8s for the crit and then plus three. So, so if he got a four and a four, four and a four. three, he would have got it. Instead, I rolled two threes. Ruskak's alive with two HP. Yeah. Finishes Ugh. him off. I just think, but I think that it's like, obviously, I don't want us all to have a total party kill, but it was a fun way to experience yeah. it. Yeah. If we're going to do it, it should be because Amir came on and ruined the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's nice to have a safe space to die. <laughs> it, it reminds me of a story that Brennan had told me one time, which was uh, he had a friend's little brother that really insisted he play in one of their long-going campaigns one time. And they allowed him to... Oh, it was... Yeah, it was a friend's little brother... And the little brother brought a friend. And the, little, and the little brother's friend got a longtime character in the campaign killed. And that got the little brother banned forever. That's wow. insane. Oh, my God. Can you yeah. imagine how mad you would be as, like, a 15-year-old having a 12-year-old, yeah. like, shithead <laughs> yeah. get a hard one killed? That's <gasps> the nice thing about this as well is, like, I never played growing up, really. So I didn't get to experience, like somebody coming in to the group that like everyone didn't like and was like being kind of uh, a murder hobo. Yeah. And we got to have a murder hobo. It yeah, feels like we got our murder hobo. a nice little, uh, you know, I feel like a more well-rounded D&D player now. <laughs> Jake, did you have any inkling um, when you started your day, when you went into the office <laughs> and saw Amir, that he would kill you? Uh, I did have an inkling that, he, not that he would directly try to kill me. Yeah. My, my only... Th- it, my only thought for whatever Amir's character was that he, was that he was going to try to like fuck with me or somehow. I imagine he actually be like some kind didn't. Of like, that was the thing is like he wasn't antagonistic with you in right. the beginning. Yeah, I you thought know. he would do stuff like oh, we're, like I just imagined that he would have like buffed himself to like do an arm wrestle against me or like uh, see who has like who's like back to back, see who's taller. But he yeah. directly got you killed. <laughs> yeah. Wait that, a second. I'm reading his character sheet right now. First off, it says, you go with an exclamation mark at the end. Okay. <laughs> Very cute. Um, but I'm reading his character sheet right now, and he has assassinate. Yeah. Was he an assassin rogue? Yes. Yeah. So at third level rogue, you can choose like a sort of school or Correct. something? Yeah. That was, I picked that just because that was the simplest. So what does, what would that have done? He rolls with advantage to on people who haven't gone yet. That's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So when he was the first in initiative order, he could have rolled with advantage. He on could Rust have Gap. rolled with advantage on Rust. <laughs> possibly, <laughs> possibly crit with a sneak attack. Possibly crit, and instead he just used his full action <laughs> wow. to hide. Which he's allowed to do after his turn. <laughs> also, he can do yeah. his bonus yeah. action. If he, he if he just attacked, if he just attacked that first round with advantage, he undoubtedly would have hit. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he would have done sneak attack damage and his regular damage. Definitely would have done the eleven damage that you guys needed for Balnor to have killed him. So even even if he attacked that first round and then betrayed you later, he but he have. just full on betrayed you the whole time. He never did any damage to Ruskak <laughs> yeah. at all. Let it be known. But it's 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 so great because not only did he stab Hard One and cause him to die. He also made you guys so mad that you you all took a full round off. Yeah. Not fighting Ruskak. Yeah. A full round I off. I have zero regrets. No. <laughs> because like I said, the worst this is not the worst outcome. The worst outcome is right. that you go and Ruskak walk <laughs> off into yeah, this is a better outcome. This was Clagane Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You, you go bowl. <laughs> it was Yugo Bowl. My honestly, my my other rose is for myself when I hit Yugo. That like <laughs> I threw an axe with disadvantage and I hit him. Moon, I, uh, and Moonshine was... and Yugo Clegane Bowl is so funny. That is an absolute rose. Definitely, we my, need that art. Definitely, um, definitely casting fairy fire to undo his little hide 
and then getting him out the window was probably a great feeling (laughs) or was definitely rather a great feeling (laughs) did you fill out his character sheet for him yes ah so did you put the exclamation mark on there no that was him i (laughs) he put in his own name and stuff okay (laughs) (laughs) that flair is all blooming (laughs) yeah he put in his name (laughs) assassins are very good yeah. It would be cool to have one who was good <laughs> on our he, side. He hurt you guys. <laughs> Let it be known. I mean, that is it is funny because wait, was Deadeye was Deadeye a rogue? Too? Yeah, he was a rogue. Deadeye was a rogue fighter, gunslinger. gunslinger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it is it's it's funny to have two like incredibly different guests, but like also like both, both like do really powerful shit with the rogue. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we like basically good, yeah. did it by accident. Yeah. Rogue. Oh, I'm you know what? Actually, about rogues because you don't get, you never get two attacks. Right. Which seems so frustrating never? to be like, yeah. No, I, I mean, maybe maybe they do at higher levels, no, but I don't think well, so. Wait, but I've played. Oh no, that was a ranger. Ah, I guess you had an offhand if you have two swords. Yeah. yeah. But then maybe, also but, if yeah. you. But, a rogue but it doesn't matter. Use. You just need you, you need sneak attack. That's what yep. does all the damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can only use sneak attack once per round. So yep. even if you had two attacks, you wouldn't get to a fly sneak attack but i guess I, I just wonder if it feels so you roll with advantage a lot you yeah. hit often if yeah. you if you are an assassin later on you auto crit if you hit Dang. with that first assassinate thing right your it's, your, it's, your so sneak attack goes up to like so many d6s i guess the nice thing about having multiple attacks is just that it's like more opportunities to hit yeah, yeah like, that's what i think the rogue like you you're more likely to hit and when you do you get you do a ton of damage. Yeah, well, I guess I, if you're rolling with advantage, it is like rolling twice. Right. Yeah. So it does increase your. I play rate. a rogue in D20, and when I hit, it's like I get a handful of D6s to right. roll. Like that's yeah. and it's super fun. fun. And if I crit, which happens a decent amount because I roll you with advantage, advantage a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to be hidden to get advantage, though. You have to with, if, if you're an assassin, within... you need to go before them mm-hmm. uh, or be hidden. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So there's like a lot of ways to make that happen. Yeah. You know what? Another rose for me is that Amir mm. didn't roll a uh, nat 20. That's He doesn't kill you outright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was it playing D-leveled? Oh, yeah. Sucks. Very bad. <laughs> yeah. I really I, like, I don't that. mind it. Like when we know ahead of time, like for the live shows, it was like, Okay, we're gonna play D level. So we I like, to, I like, took us. Oh yeah, some of the, some of the shows we were pretty low. Mm-hmm. Level. Yeah, and I took like the opportunity to look at my spells, but this one it was like I was D leveled without, and I was like, oh fuck, I hadn't like looked at any of yeah. my spells, so I was like not used to playing with just first and second level spells. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time since we were level three, and it yeah. really felt like a hand was tied behind my did back. Anyone, did anyone feel, like, scared for starting a new really low-level character when As, we were playing? Oh. Oh, no, oh that, for the second campaign? Yeah, that did I was not like, occur to me, but oh, only because I'm not thoughtful. brutal. I think the moment I looked at my sheet and saw, oh, 32 HP. I and know. that's yes. level three. You guys will probably that's, start at level two. Uh, not having a second attack, man. Yeah. Uh, only yeah. having one attack and like missing, you're just like, all right. It was good. Yeah. Bye. Again, you guys, like you guys only had one attack until like level five. Level five end of Galateron. Yeah. Yeah. I think Galad, the Galad fight was like the first time you guys had two attacks. Wild. This feels be like brutal to go back. I'm greedy on attacks. Yeah. I know. You really like put the fear of God back into it. <laughs> it was also brutal because like we basically we changed a a couple circle of spores things so that Papa could be like my almost like my familiar. Mm. 
and not having not being able to use like the help action from Papa yeah. and like all these like little like buffs that you give yourself along the way and suddenly to just have nothing. Mm-hmm. Ugh, brutal. <laughs> Did you uh, build the story around us being deleveled, or was that oh, so yeah. that Amir wouldn't have to like have a high level character? Both. Mm. It was it was basically like, how do I have someone on who hasn't played D anD D before and make yeah. it fun for them? Um, and I think the answer is to keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. And I think the simplest way to do that was to rather than having him create a new level fifteen character and learn the game, right? That, at that high of a level, yeah. Just. Make it an even playing field. Everybody's level three. Everybody has a few skills they can do. It definitely crossed my mind. I didn't think you were going to de-level us. And so I, um, it crossed my mind. But I also was like, Amir's not going to play a 14th level character. Like, yeah. that's really a <laughs> lot to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all thought that, like, we were going to be high level and Amir was going to be, like, our little buddy. I specifically thought that maybe, because in one of me and Murph's home campaigns, there's this, like, little girl who we, like, rescued and now she's just constantly with the group and is a constant liability. Her name is Osha and we're always like, oh, fucking Osha, what are we going to do fucking Osha? And we just, like, basically have to keep her alive. So I was like, is Murph going to bring on Amir as, like, a level one wiener that we just have to keep alive? I could, and Amir would play that really well. <laughs> the only thing is that during a combat scenario, though, I don't think that would be very fun to just be like, I hide. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't Osha Although he did that anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's, what I was gonna say. that's mostly what he I did. I suppose he just did that, yeah. <laughs> Wait, has it? How long has Osha been with your campaign? <laughs> Most of the campaign. Would she start leveling at a oh, certain she, point? She, she does. does. She okay. does level, but it's like she starts. She's in, like an eight-year-old girl. She's okay. still an eight-year-old girl. So when she is in peril, it's different than when one of us are in peril. Yeah, we're like. Oh, eight-year-old girl <laughs> and she's also like really brave so oh, like no. the dm always makes her like get into the f- we basically like have to like tie her up otherwise she'll like come out yeah she's Arya stark but not an assassin yeah <laughs> <laughs> Arya strong but weak yeah yeah oh no all the heart and the skill <laughs> yeah um i'll give you a rose for the snowplow i like it oh, when there's that was oh, really fun. little toys to play oh, with. oh that was great that you got to drive it into the castle i was yeah. so pumped when you commandeered that <laughs> i mean I feel like when you're playing D and D, and there's a vehicle, uh-huh. you gotta commandeer you gotta it. it. You gotta get you in gotta. that vehicle. That was actually cool. That was an opportunity to reuse vehicles from Avernus, nice um, from the Avernus book. Because when we did it in Hell, the vehicles weren't that effective. Mm. Yeah, they they're weirdly. I don't know. They're weirdly ineffective for as high level as you'd have to be to be on the first level of Hell. But here, they were super effective because. You're all level three. Yeah, <laughs> and you're um, fighting. They all had cobalt stats. Did they? Uh, really? So cute. Wait, I have a question. Did you know that I was trying to deprive, um, deprive, uh, Ruskak of his lair actions when I tried to suss him out? No. Oh, I was trying to get him out of his room because I figured that would be oh. like, so, like he would have some kind of lair action if we could get him out. Then it would like reverse it well or he had it. the reason he didn't come out is he has no real reason to come out he's literally okay. just up there staring at the rift i waiting knew for he mid- had no reason for midnight so that he can make, make his wish. wish yeah if he had come down would he not have had his lair actions uh it Wait, wasn't even really lair actions you, it was like he called him villain actions. yeah it was like a matt colville thing who's oh, like a, okay. who's a dm who gives cool advice and stuff and basically a villain action is like a legendary action except there's only one so it's oh. good it's good for 
low-level fights. Oh, That's I guess, fun. yeah, technically he didn't he really did it at the end of It wasn't really turn. his lair. It's not right. like rocks were falling from the sky. Yeah. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah. That's a fun idea, like a villain action. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's um super good for like, you know, if your characters are level three or four and mm-hmm. fighting somebody to keep, to like mix it up and make the fight interesting. Sure, Which sure, your sure. characters aren't, but you find a way to make them, huh? <laughs> huh? Bully. <laughs> it's your hey, fault. Maybe, hey, maybe next one shot, we should actually just play level 20. Right? Oh, if we're well, going to ping fun. pong around like this. <laughs> I like that. We put on rings of strength. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Ruskat's wish was to make us level 20. Yeah. You, guys, you guys in the um, imaginary world that is the one-shot cannon, you guys now are dead. So you have to roll new characters and start at level one. Oh, for all one. Kidding. All I, no, wait, no, wait. I love the idea of like of just, it just being a separate timeline. Yeah. Just carrying on with it. Like we <laughs> just play through the world. We, we live in Rusgak's world. Oh, God. <laughs> no, wait. We, oh, you would set it like 10 years afterwards. <laughs> and like the so dwarf Rusgak ones have grown would up. would be like some like evil villain. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do part two. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> next uh next holiday. I'll play yeah. with one of those dwarfins with the singed ass from we'll the have hot <laughs> plow. The hot bite. A hard a hard my year. Taint, where... My taint was destroyed. <laughs> the they rise of Ruska. <laughs> Just papa, papa with pieces of e- uh with strands oh, of each of your right. hair out on a ship, just looking solemnly out into the night. That but... was a that was a fun thing to throw in at the end, yeah. that like the flirtation. That was great. That's like if you stay if you stay after the credits, yeah. right yeah. before the lights you come on. You find out. Mm-hmm. Should we roll right now to see what we would be reincarnated as? Yeah. Yes. It would have to be reincarnation, right? Yeah. We, uh, wouldn't you be able to do like a full restore or something like that with a high level druid? No, with that would hair? be a reincarnate. Okay. You guys only know um, the only person that can do true resurrection in That's Bohemia is Theala. Ah. She, you don't think she'd do it for us? <laughs> she could if you join. In her. this campaign, I feel like maybe she. Yeah, would. if you guys want to join the chosen. Yeah, as long <laughs> All as right. it's not. So canon. everybody, roll a d100, and we'll see what you guys will come back as for next holiday. Okay. Seventy-two. Um, twelve, I believe. Hard one. You, you're going to come back as a halfling, a stout halfling. <laughs> stout halfling. Oh, so 42. Forty-two. Moonshine. That is a. A crick elf. What? Wow. Yeah, you got a wood elf. Destin. <laughs> you can't shake her. Wow. It's in my blood. Uh, Bev, what'd you get? 12. 12. A dwarf. Oh. I like that. Iron deep dwarf. <laughs> oh, shit. I knew hard one. <laughs> now I must avenge him. And oh, and, I, and I'm sort of like you. Oh, yeah. You guys like switched. Whoa. Whoa. That's uh, crazy. And a stout halfling is good because like that means you are thick. Yeah, the, yeah. There's pretty, no, there's no other way I would be a halfling. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit thicker than Denny. <laughs> You're a thick little nugget. Like one of Denny's thick cousins. <laughs> and I have to have a even the, the tiniest wisp of a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is the lore with halflings and facial hair? They can grow facial hair. I think so. Although, I'm like when you think Lord about the Hobbit, the can you yes. imagine like Bilbo having just like a full beard? Mm-hmm. I don't or think just right. like Frodo with like a soul patch. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually Peter Jackson fought for that. Yeah, uh, he would. The, fought with Tolkien's estate, being like Frodo. No one will believe that he's cool. He, he searched Tolkien's no- notes. Listen, it's the early two thousands. He has to have a soul patch if we're gonna love him and believe in him. A soul patch and some bleach tips. That's all I ask for. Uh, Somebody <laughs> once told Frodo. 
<laughs> you know, another thing that I really enjoyed or hated was uh, <laughs> was Hugo's uh, two different. Like this episode is that he was balding out of vest. <laughs> Hugo's catchphrases, which started out as Hugo style, Hugo style, Hugo style. <laughs> and then ended with him just trying to shoehorn um, later, skaters. later skaters. It seems like we recorded the episode on two different days, but yeah. it was the same. Like we didn't even take a break. He did bring back uh, Appa Aladdin style in his own way. Though. Yeah, that's so, yeah. like really true to the roots of the show. And I yeah, did because I think I think he did it because he knows the deep lore. Mm-hmm. It must be that. It must be that that's he definitely. Ab- he wasn't it. very confused by everything. He didn't also just like Opa, op, the Opa song like we did. Yeah, I did like that he was bald and in a vest. That was a really. I was. Did he mention that he had my... all gold teeth? Because yeah. that was something. Yes. Yeah. Why came did up you again. sell his teeth? It did never come up again. <laughs> the vest came up more. I really wish that. I really wish that if he if pressed, he would be like, "Well, I got gold teeth because it's the safest way to keep your gold." <laughs> I. I think one of my roses is the fact that we once we asked him what his vest was, it turned out to be a mesh vest. <laughs> a, mesh a mesh vest, vest that was bright red. <laughs> mesh vest. And he was still hiding with it. <laughs> like dis- those are like distinctly made to be seen. Did you so know you that the lost. vest was mesh and red? No. That didn't come up. In- he didn't describe his outfit to you beforehand. <laughs> the way Amir described it to me, I was like, what does your character look like? And he's like, um, I guess balding, uh, <laughs> Two foot eleven. Uh, I guess he has a vest and gold teeth. Is that enough? <laughs> but he knew Is that the that gold enough? teeth were like a major factor of the character. Yeah, the gold teeth were mentioned right away. Day I one. I honestly love balding because it's such a boring yeah. detail. It's like Once I guess Galmar's balding too. Everyone else comes into D and D to be like, okay, I get to live my fantasy, and Amir created like just nothing that he wanted to be. Real. Just a real nasty character. What does that mean? Does that mean that he's just so secure in his own life? He does have a great head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> How do you guys think Hugo will be received? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, if anyone talks shit about Hugo, they can come after me. Mm. I thought it was perfect. It all worked out perfectly. <laughs> I think Hugo will have his haters, but I think yeah. that's exactly the way Hugo wants it. Yeah. yeah. So you're just beating it to his hand. I think actually because when you, I think because if you listen, you'll know that Hugo wouldn't care if you hated him. Mm-hmm. He actually won't have any yeah. haters. Yeah. Right? Uh, respond in the comments if you're Team Hugo No No or Team Hugo uh, Krugo. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Two hard things to spell because no one really knows how to spell Hugo. To be I, it's spelled like the Y-U-G-O. car, right? Yeah, like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Hugo <laughs> Boss is his name. Hugo <laughs> Boss. So either hashtag Yugi no or hashtag go. Yugi whoa. <laughs> uh, and to make sure or you clarify. Yugi, hello. Mm-hmm. Make so sure there's five different hashtags you can use. I don't know which one to support. <laughs> well, we need Honestly, to like distribute the support. <laughs> <laughs> this is all just an experiment in chaos anyways. I was remembering how different this podcast was the like minutes before Amir came on. You like went out of your way to say, "Oh, you're at a soup kitchen. Like you're helping dwarfins. Like we were all doing such good stuff. It was a very good contrast." Yeah, you guys yeah. could have helped save the world. Instead, <laughs> the dwarfins starved. You all died. The yeah. world ended. And oh, Ruskak yeah. is wanna, king of the world. Yeah. Do you want to walk us through the um like what? Are the repercussions? Oh yeah. Of all this. Like, what was Ruskak's wish to Ruskak's be the most powerful person? Wish in is to be the most powerful person in Bohemia by making everyone else weak. 
So you guys actually probably can't even be reincarnated because uh, Mima will go down to level one. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll just take time. She'll have to work her way back up. Oh, that's true. Oh, mm-hmm. that's true. She, yeah, she could have the little vials of our hair mm-hmm. next yeah. to her bed and just be working towards it. Although it seems like the ring like permanently sucks energy out of yeah. people. Mm. Yeah, I think you guys doomed the world. I like to think that you would uh, need Yugi. Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> doom the world. You go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go. <laughs> no, you guys. You guys chose to take attacks with disadvantage. <laughs> your your bloodlust for you go <laughs> destroyed the world. That's no, true. let's be clear. I, I'll be honest. I'd rather I'd rather not live in a world where you go wasn't alive. <laughs> yeah. Than but live you could have killed Ruskak and then dragged you go out and kicked his ass. <laughs> I... No, we could. I don't think we could have though, because because I think that with Yugo working with Ruskak, we yeah. were doomed anyways. If Yugo had escaped, because Hard One was down, Hard One was down, Beverly was down. Yeah, but like then, yeah, we, and then we just stood. You no guys chance. each. He had eleven HP at the end. You guys each took a like multiple rounds to attack Yugo. Uh huh. But we would have never been able to catch Yugo. Like if we had killed Ruskak, Yugo would have just peaced and we would have never seen him again. And Perhaps. then he is just a threat lingering in the world, yeah. gathering power and, and influence. Yugo attacked Beverly. Like he was going, it's not like, it's not like he, he attacked us and then went and hid and we spent a round looking for him. Like, yeah, that's what he I'm was, saying. He, he was powerful. He was rolling, he was rolling like, he was rolling, rolling really high. well yeah. and he, and he would have just kept sneak attacking us. We would have just all gone down. And uh-huh. his, HP was low enough that I felt like going after him was was like a solid move. Yeah, I think it was. It was it was motivated by uh, revenge. Yeah, it was sure. motivated by the fact that either either Yugo dies and maybe we all die, or Yugo wins, but there isn't a version otherwise. Here's my thought: if Yugo escapes, that is chaos for the entire world. If Ruskak survives and becomes the strongest in the world, a party of like. 30 fighters could just like dogpile him and get the ring off eventually i think also like he's he's not wishing for immortality cool yeah. there'll be like 40 bad years and then he'll die <laughs> and it's, it's worth it because you goes dead <laughs> 40 bad years <laughs> Yugo has, however, found immortality. <laughs> Yugo has eaten a god heart somehow. Yugo, Yugo lives on as an idea. <laughs> what were Yugo's Yugo, last words? Yugo, Yugo died first it. in the snow. Something about Yugo, brunch. I don't think that. I don't think we got last words. I think he, I, I think had a last thought. Did he say it. like I only wanted to have brunch? I later think it was skaters yeah. or something. Yeah, I believe it ended on later skaters. <laughs> later skaters. <laughs> just, came on and just took a piss on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think Yugo lives on in the spirit of everyone who shows up, who drops in on someone else's D and D game and gets someone Can killed. We? Yeah, let's make that. No, no hashtags. Just if yeah. you have a character in your D and D campaign that's like being a real shit, call yeah, him a Yugo. Or a friend, a friend who showed up and was like, yeah. "Oh, I want to play one time." It wasn't for them, and they just destroyed your world. I'm gonna go on buckets. I'm gonna fucking. I'm, I'm gonna take it down. Talk about football on buckets. We'll some way, yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys want to do roses and thorns? Yes, yeah. I do. I think my rose is definitely Yugo. How Yugo looked was just <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it is true. Like in that moment when you're like, Amir, do you want to introduce yourself? I like wasn't paying attention at all because I was just trying to craft this image in my head, and I was like, it was the least, it was the last thing that I expected. He when like when I first came in the room, like Murph had been like, oh, don't tell everyone what you're doing. But like when I first came in the room, he was like, can I tell you about my character? It's a giant. <laughs> 
wizard. I'm 17 <laughs> feet tall. And at the time, at the moment, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I just won't tell Murph that he mm-hmm. told me. But I'm really surprised that Murph let him play a 17 <laughs> feet tall. He was an agent of seems- chaos, even off mic. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to sabotage. Showing so much discord. <laughs> A giant wizard is a fun idea. Follow well, away. But for many, many reasons, a DM would have to be very cautious about letting one of their characters be 17 feet tall. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like, just let you know, you can never stealth ever. You can't yeah. go inside buildings. Mm-hmm. And like, but like, yeah, I guess like you would, I don't even know how you would play a 17 foot tall person, but like half the time you could be like, I step on them. Okay, yeah. I guess they're done. Unless you played a campaign that was only other giants, then everyone would be normal size. Oh, so everyone. <laughs> that, that's technically what Bohemia is. You yeah. guys are all huge. Yeah. Oh, the giants are super giants. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, if a I normal see. human went there, they'd be so small. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Put it a weird little confusing angle to a campaign. <laughs> so you guys are 16 feet, but that's but everyone's that's just normal. That's normal. Yeah. That. So now you just have to adjust. Uh, heights in your head. So we're gonna do this by scale. Uh-huh. Great. So okay. So the the castle tower is actually like a hundred feet, but I'm sixteen mm-hmm. feet tall. The right. only difference is that birds are the same size, <laughs> <laughs> and they look. So small. they're like flies. Yeah, birds are very small. Birds flies like do flies. exist, and flies, flies are... exist also. But you're just constantly breathing them in and out. <laughs> <laughs> no, flies are bird sized too. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. So the flies look. <laughs> The flies look regular size because they're bird sized, but the birds, the birds look, look fly size, so they're little birds. And sometimes you think you saw a fly, but it's a bird. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And if you look up really closely, you let one like land on your hand. Can I do a perception so if, check? If a fly is singing, it is a bird. Right. Mm. Are you trying to do a perception check to see if it's a fly or a bird? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'll okay. do one too. Uh, it's a fifteen. Uh, fifteen. Uh, you can tell that this is a fly. I got a two. I too? Yeah. Um, Moochan, you have no idea. Uh, Dang. Uh, <laughs> I make it a cage just in case. <laughs> a guilty Either cage. way, you'll like it. <laughs> it could just be a really colorful fly. <laughs> we'll never know. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. Hugo betraying you guys made a little bit of sense in character. Hear me out. Okay. Oh, because we kept being like, you you inspired us. No, you go... Hugo's ultimate goal was to get that ring just so we could, like, get money from it, yep. basically. And you guys were going to give it back to the Dwarfins. Mm-hmm. If he works with Ruskak and Ruskak just splits it with him or, like, right. gives him money for it. Yeah. I, I Technically, that fulfills his goal. We have only ourselves to blame. <laughs> I blame Amir majorly. But, yeah, yeah, I think I majorly blame Amir, Amir and bloodlust. Yeah. But I also, I also think it was very fun, so I wouldn't have yeah. had it done yeah, him, yeah. had him done it any other way. Yeah, definitely a rose to Amir. Um, if you could like take that to him, Jake, tomorrow maybe. I'll bring him a rose at work. Okay. I would give him a rose also because yeah. I think even like in his uh, absolute like his his reign of chaos, mm-hmm. I think it. It ended up making this like the perfect holiday. Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. yeah I think really my truly by accident for Amir, like he, yeah. this, this was. But not I intentional. also like it was like when it looked like it was moving in the direction of all of us dying. I thought this is really funny. <laughs> yeah. and I, that I is my rose. To a total party kill on, <laughs> on the Christmas. Episode, yeah. yeah, I've never had so much fun dying with all my friends. Yeah, I also I've never I've I don't think I've ever. Um, I mean, I've rolled a lot of death saves in my life, and I don't think I've ever gotten... I've never rolled three fails in a row. 
I guess I only rolled two fails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, normally someone You only might... died because you guys were all knocked out and you had no way to come back. But still, mm-hmm. two fails? My, I literally didn't roll any successes. I mm-hmm. rolled two fails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normally someone, I guess, brings you up before but that it, happens. But... Yeah, but in my heart, I was kind of rooting to die just because it was kind of a funny <laughs> do it, story. Do it, do it. So like, it was funny that I was actually rolling fails. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give you a rare uh, Tibetan mini rose. Oh, okay. Uh, cultivated to be Was that a mini small. mini rose or is it just we're all giants and <laughs> yeah, roses? Yeah, am I a giant and this is just regular rose? Ooh, can I do a perception check if, it's, if yeah, we're yeah, giants? Yeah. Make I it got a, a nat 20. <gasps> Are we giants Whoa. and it was tell a mini her. rose? Tell her what it is. Uh, it is the world's only human-sized rose in a world full of big roses. Woo! <laughs> wow. Uh, it's very special. I'm giving it to you, Murph, uh, for a very small detail. I really liked uh, the description of Winter Glow as this like mandatory oh, yeah. festival of joy. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? You. That's a really good call. I'm going to hop on and I'm mm. going to... Are there no other mini roses? Unfortunately, there are no other mini roses. Okay, I'm going to do, do a perception check to find a, a nano rose. Okay. Oh, shit. Um, I got a 14. Can I help I'd on probably that? add at uh, least... Yeah, you can roll with advantage because Caldwell's helping. Well, 14 is pretty good, though. I, I'm going to go with the 14. Yeah. Okay, you find a pretty small rose mm. i don't know if i'd call it a nano all right rose. well i'm giving you the pretty small rose then <laughs> thank you for that because i also love that are there any normal size flies hovering over the nano rose actually normal size bees on the nano rose uh go ahead and give me a perception check okay great yeah <laughs> that's gonna be a five. Ooh, a five you can't tell if they are regular sized bees <laughs> And a nano rose or a <laughs> large rose and large bees? <laughs> I guess I get stung. Yeah. You get stung. It's it's a big bee. The hard you thing take is, yeah. IRL. Oh, shit. IRL, you take. Wow. This is canon? Damage. This damage is canon? Yeah, to Caldwell. To Caldwell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to Caldwell. Yeah. I'm okay. allergic to normal-sized bees, but not giant bees. Oh, good. Okay, so okay. you don't take the poison. Get a tiny Great. EpiPen. <laughs> I definitely probably in real life only have like 15 hit points. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we all have less than that. I think Whoa. regular, like, commoner stats are, like, mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. yeah. I have 10 hit points. I'm going to roll a D8 to see how many hit points I have. <laughs> Shout out to the two crew. Oh, Shout girl. out to the one buns. <laughs> oh, wow. That's devastating. Hit point. What was your rose, though? Oh, the rose was also winter glow. I oh, liked, great, like, cool. the winter glow, like, mandatory everyone. Mm. It was very funny how quickly we got away from that. that oh, it yeah. It just stopped being a holiday special and you all died. <laughs> the show was going to end with you guys stopping Ruskak, getting the ring, but it becoming midnight while you're in that glass room. And then Ooh. the shimmer comes and you guys have to make a choice on what you wish for with the ring. And decide if you do something selfish or help the Dwarfins. See, wow. if we had successfully done it, I probably would have wished for something for Yugi. Yeah. I mean, you go. Oh, I, I would, probably yeah. would have been like, I would have wished for Huevos Rancheros. <laughs> yeah. I would have wished that I would have wished that brunch could come in the morning and mm-hmm. also at midnight. Oh, Whoa. dark brunch. That. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth meal. <laughs> Spoken of only in legend. <laughs> Live moss. <laughs> Jake, what would your HP be in real life? I saw you rolling. Oh, I I, I got a three, but that I, I think I add something to it. So your con like... minus one, I think. <laughs> yeah, but my con is definitely now I got a zero in real life. <laughs> I want to, yeah, I, w- I want to like argue that, but I just ate a burger and I kind of have heartburn, so it makes sense. <laughs> I didn't feel like I'm going to die. I feel sick and I, yeah. <laughs> Three HP. I want to argue for how much con I should have, but I just played D&D for two hours. I'm really tired. <laughs> I need a nap. My back yeah. is so stiff. I need to go to bed. Um, I, have no, I have no thorns for this episode. Yeah, I don't think 
have any thorns. If I had not been able to throw Hugo out a window, that would have been my thorn. <laughs> yeah. But you, oh, the God. role that mattered the most, which was throwing Hugo out the window, worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking Hugo to hell with you? Yeah. <laughs> While the I world... knew I was going down, and I needed to make sure those who betrayed me did not <laughs> rise to power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, rolling a five on his final death tape was <laughs> It's a Hugo style. I almost, I almost <laughs> killed him right out there because he had one fail, and then I could have sporced him and done and attacked him. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, this needs to be left up to fate. <laughs> at that, t- that, at right that time, too, I was like, oh no, I don't want to kill him because I thought that we were gonna win and we could like bring him back and torture him or something. Yeah, I think we all wanted to like. <laughs> Kick the shit out of him. I, I wanted him to pay for what he did. And I guess he did, but so did we. Wanted him to we eat all a, paid. Yeah, we wanted him to eat a humble brunch. And that's the holidays. It maybe. was an expensive holiday it was. all around. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you guys so much. Uh, happy holidays happy to everyone. Holidays. Happy holidays. R.I.P. to the band of boobs. You go style. Hugo style. Hugo style. Let's get ready to roll the Hugo dice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, call the lunch. Take us out. Oh, thank you so much for listening to the short rest. Get ready to roll them brunch dice. Changed it. Rolling with the brunch dice. Hugo style. Hugo style. Hugo style. That needs to be a brunch and item on a brunch menu.